from the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's the record. Their new album. Drop, drop, drops. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sexy. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air. I thank you for being a part of it. And I gotta tell you, friends, I am excited to do this show all the time. This is kinda how I get my kicks. Aside from kicking people, of course, but I will never admit to that. That's just something I say. It's a joke. Um, that having been said, Today, don't touch that dial. Coming up this hour, brand new music from friends of this program, the Pack AD. They're from Vancouver. They're a blues rock combination, kind of punky, kind of rock and roll, all sorts of cool. And they have a new record out that came out on Friday, and I listened to it three times this weekend, and I'm ready to share some of it with you. We're also going to go deep into this week in music history as we touch on some things that are certainly noteworthy as far as appreciation of new music is concerned. Also, sitting out in the green room here at CHUO is singer-songwriter Mike Sherritt. He's playing the avant-garde tonight with another friend of the program, Jessica Pearson. Tickets available at the door for that one. He's just tuning his guitar and uh, stretching out his vocal cords and whatnot. Uh, He'll be in the booth here in just a few minutes. To talk about uh, some stuff and we're going to play some tunes. Well, he's going to play some tunes. I'm going to sit here and watch, likely with my jaw open. I mean, unless he's not any good, in which case I won't have my jaw open. You'll have to, do, you'll have to stick around and find out. But I've listened to his music and it's pretty good. I'm whispering because I don't want him to hear me, even though we have the radio playing in there. Sometimes I don't think things out. I just say them. We are also going to debut a new segment. I haven't decided what I'm going to call the segment yet, but essentially it's where I share a whole bunch of feelings about something related to the music business. So that's coming up today. And if all that isn't enough for you, well then your standards are far too high. However, I will get you something else new. Album number seven from The Descendants is called Hypercafium Spazinate, and it's available now through Epitaph Records. The group, of course, from Manhattan Beach, California, which is in the southern portion of Los Angeles County, and it's their first record since 2004's Cool to Be With You. Now, I have to tell you, when I heard that there was going to be a new Descendants record, my first instinct was, okay, Milo gets a prostate exam, or something like that. I mean, this is a band that's been around for a very long time. These guys aren't kids um, anymore quite the opposite in fact so needless to say there's when, when a band gets to a certain age in their career you start to wonder you know is, is this worth it do these guys still have it the answer here is a resounding yes start with a tune called without love brand new stuff from the descendants on the album drop on chuo 89.1 fm
from this album right now only on the album drop
from the record Hypercafium Spazinate, three in a row from Descendants. And it's here on the album Drop CHU 89.1 FM. That was Spineless and Scarlet Red. We also heard Victim of Me. The first one is called Without Love and all of them on that new record, which is out now through Epitaph Records. And kind of a weird name, right? Um, I mean, yeah, but it makes a little bit more sense to know that uh, frontman uh, Milo Ackerman has um, been working as a science teacher um, in the time since the band um, has not been working. So, I guess that kind of solves that. It's good enough for me, at least. And joining me now here on the album drop here on CHU 89.1 FM, Mike Sherrod. Now, uh, Mike, you're playing tonight at the Avant Garde. Yeah, yeah. And what um, what what is what does a Mike Sherrod show um, seem like? Uh, bring your, bring off, your fruits and vegetables because you might not like everything you hear. No, no <laughs> it's very safe. It's a singer songwriter. Um, nothing too political. I might uh, throw some thoughts in on the occasional thing, but nothing too. Uh, Nothing too tempered, I would say. Do people actually pr- still throw produce? Is that is that a thing? Um, I've only had one thing thrown on me on stage, and it was about ten years ago. And uh, so I, I would say no, but uh, I haven't played the chicken wire barns. Yeah, so I, I'd love to though. That that seems like it'd be a great time. A Blues Brothers kind of uh, chicken wire gig. That, that'd be, that's that'd be a great thinking. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so would it be fair to say this is not a mission a mission from God? Then that's. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's something that I'll do for the rest of my life, but uh, yeah, it could be. Could be. I don't have the cool suits yet, though. But there's still time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, one thing I was reading about you um, was um, the, the uh, success you've had with the Vancouver Island Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, how... How does the... Uh, is that is that, uh, is that an application process, or is that just... Yeah, yeah you... you I don't really know uh, that much about how it's chosen, um, and I don't know how uh, people vote and things like that, but uh, I've been involved three times now where uh, they probably drew my name out of a hat, and uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, it's a bit more intensive than that, but uh, it's been it's been cool for uh, booking shows and stuff because uh, it kind of gives you a little uh, check of approval from... Uh, someone so you know uh, gigs and people that check it out they're like oh okay well he's he's he has this and this kind of badge if you will and uh so it's a nice little thing of approval but it doesn't really change much obviously you know now are you are, are you are you always this hard on yourself because I, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I for, I, now, uh, now people listening to the program are going to hear you play in just a couple of minutes. You're sitting here with a guitar in your lap, mm. but I've heard your stuff already. Um, that's why you're here. I mean, y- y- uh, please. I mean, if if you weren't any good at what you did, you, you wouldn't have been able to make it this far across the road. I mean, is that that's that's kind. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to respond to it other than uh, uh, when I got on stage, I start doing you know kick flips and stuff and. I get really, really egotistical. So the rest of the time, I <laughs> I believe now, now now I believe we're wor- you're working in a, in a small ceilinged room this evening. So I'm I'm going oh. to advise you ahead of that. Okay. Um, I mean your life, but just yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I'll try and shrink my head for the gig. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you um now, now you didn't i mean you weren't exactly uh you're, you're not an old man um oh, and, and I'm getting there well i mean we're, we're walking all, around the university all, i feel like it we're all getting there I mean, <laughs> you're older now than you were before you, you walked in here oh no yeah, <laughs> mind blown. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I guess uh, let me let me rephrase that then. Um, you, you, I mean, you, you started playing, you know, in your teens. Um, yep. Uh, and so, where did the um, who, what kind of music made made you want to made you want to decide to make music? Like, who, um, whose music? did that too. I kind of I, I remember being a kid and wanting to do it for a long time but I didn't really uh, I thought I was going to be Wayne Gretzky or Pavel Bure but uh, I, I certainly didn't have that kind of talent in that game I just love that game of uh, hockey and so uh, I kind of used most of my passion for that but uh, I remember growing up and looking over and it was mostly my dad but m- my mom loved music as well but my dad you know, he he'd close his eyes listening to Eric Clapton play guitar, and that uh, I I picked up on that. And now to this day, you know, I kind of close my eyes and listen to um, Clapton, and Steve Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, really kind of blues rock based stuff growing up, and I just I still love it to this day. But um, then I then I met Mr. Dave Matthews. Uh, my buddy had a a video cassette. A VHS, so I am. I have been at it for a while. When the VHS is the references, um, <laughs> so they, they listener supported, and uh, they just blew my mind. And I, I, then I heard John Mayer, and just got more and more into more of the pop kind of sensibilities of, of writing songs. And um, yeah, I, I still want I want it to be like a great song, something that you know Sting would write, but then having. I guess they did that. Probably me, you know, Sting and Clapton. That was that was that was pretty cool. So, uh, I I enjoy the challenge of trying to put blues rock guitar over uh, like a pop tune. So, all right. Uh, and uh, have you ever considered, or is it something that you would consider, having the kind of uh, like 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 more of like a blues band kind of setup where you could have like you know a band behind and you can kind of you know solo and yeah do that yeah kind of we've stuff? we've done it a few times. Um, I've had trios, and then recently I've had a weird trio where it's saxophone, violin, and myself, which is kind of, I guess, more Dave Matthews band uh, influence. But um, I, uh, I am itching to plug the strap back in and have a little bit more uh, freedom on the guitar. But uh, I, yeah, it's kind of a mix. I, I wanted to do this solo tour so I could kind of refine, you know, re get get the bearings back on of. Uh, kind of the musician or the songwriter i wanted to be and it's it's done that so it's it's been successful for that i mean like you said i've been at it for like 15 years so i look to different influences and hopes now you know i I could glenn hansard glenn hansard's amazing and he didn't really quote unquote like make it until he was in his uh late 30s so that's why i'm growing a beard i'm gonna dye it red and become irish and going to be Glenn Hanser. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, actually, it's it, uh, regarding uh, the theme of today's show, actually, because you're, you're wearing a tragically hip shirt. Yeah. Um, tell us about um, how you felt when you found out um, what Gord Downey's going through. Um, 
I just got goosebumps thinking about the moment again. Um, I have a, I have an interesting relationship with uh, my my kind of favoritism towards the hip because growing up they were my mom's favorite band and uh, I didn't really get it. I didn't get it for a, a long time. And then um, I think that's a Canadian thing of people our age. I mean, you kind of they were so present at the t- at that time. Yeah, that it's just like you know whatever. I, I'm not going to listen to the radio because they're on much music, or I'm not going to watch TV because you know they're they're playing it at you know at the bar, or the restaurant, or yeah. anywhere. You know, they're so just, yeah, they're like kind of omnipresent. They're 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 everywhere. There's and uh, I actually saw them in Vancouver, which is where I got the shirt. We saw them in Vancouver, and then I saw them in Edmonton, and. Uh, it's amazing how much you think you develop a relationship with the city or something, but they have a relationship with an entire country, and it's it's pretty amazing. I heard the theory that Rick Mercer had that uh, they asked him, why do you think they weren't popular in the States? And they go, well, they, they were, but Americans couldn't get tickets because all the, the expatriates <laughs> were down there buying up the tickets, so all you would see is Canadian flags and T-shirts around, so... Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get them until uh, I started getting more and more into songwriting. And then you you read some of his lyrics, and it's just uh, um, they sit with you more. You know, you can you can listen to the song for the fiftieth time and just be blown away by it. And I don't think I really got that connection with it until uh, just after my mom passed away. I really got into it. I saw them live, or I saw Gord Downey live, and uh, there's this this personal cool moment where he was doing a, a song with the state the sadies and it's called uh those of us who have ghosts are never alone and uh risking sounding like a, a 13 year old girl gord was looking right at me yeah yeah he was singing right to me you know and as uh it was a kind of a, a poignant moment and i went oh god i better i better dig into what this guy's doing and uh but when i when i heard he, he got sick it, it it brought back a a whole i i imagine the same thing will happen if if uh mr clapton goes it's it's the very, very family based kind of you know there's a dining room table and when you have to put the dining room table out to pasture um it's it's a sad moment because you built so many memories around like you know musical furniture kind of thing well let's try and pick up the uh the mood in the room a little bit yeah, here yeah um <laughs> and, and the best way i can think of that i mean you've already got a guitar in your lap so I'm, all right i'm gonna ask you if you can use that for us yeah, absolutely um what uh what are we gonna hear here mike um i am going to play easy love and it's uh there's this there's this tree um, in Mexico, and one side of it is poisonous, and they kind of interweave with each other. And one side is extremely poisonous and will hurt you, it would hurt you very badly. And the other side of the tree is the uh, anecdote for it. And uh, I thought that was extremely cool, like the cure for, um, you know. And so, so I, I kind of try to thought that was my personality. Sometimes I can be extremely charming. To my in my own brain, I think I'm extremely charming when I drink. But then I realize the next morning, I go, "Oh yeah, time to drink some coffee." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't drink coffee either. That's a dumb thing to say. Time to drink some cucumber water. Mm. <laughs> There are days 
days when I belong To my broken heart, my aching bones Ah, but there are ways to make me feel young All fired up in ignorance To the love that may come when love's been lost Days when I'm not well But if every scar's a story I don't need to be told Days where I belong So if you light me up in revelry Well, I hope you just might find me Easy love Never mind our history Won't you lie here with me So easy love Come on love Oh, 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 I've got plays playing in my head Thoughts of my mom and thoughts of my dad Well, their true love will last Long past death And the days where I belong Days where I belong So if you light me up in revelry Well, I hope you just might find me Easy love Never mind our history Won't you lie here with me It's easy love Come on, love. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, Awesome. Oh, thanks, man. No, oh, thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike Sherritt, um, tonight at the Avant Garde. Uh, tickets available at the door. Um, now, I noticed that you brought a couple of CDs here. Can I Can I give one away? Absolutely. That'd be great, yeah. All right. So, anybody can go. First caller right now, 613-562-5967. 613-562-5967. Nice. So, I'm going to be answering the phone in a couple seconds. So, could I ask you to play another song? Absolutely. Uh, what, are, what are we going to hear? Uh, let's do uh, Marty McFly, and um, there's uh, there's a video for this on YouTube, and uh, you can download it. And uh, the proceeds are going to the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. Um, I kind of had the idea where the singles from from the record, whatever singles. I mean, I'm an independent musician. You can just call whatever you want a single. But um, uh, there's a couple songs. There's this one, Marty McFly, for. 
the Michael J. Fox Foundation, and then uh, there's another song called Across the Sea for BC Children's Hospital, and we, we've uh, we've raised about twenty seven hundred dollars for the two causes. So it's uh, it's been it's been nice to give back a little bit through music, and I think that's important because um, you know I I I get great joy out of what I do, so I feel like uh, sharing that a little bit. So, so how do people? Um make donations uh so if you if you buy if you download the record off of uh either my website mikeshare.com or from itunes then i get the kind of receipt and i go someone bought that song and then i uh, i donate it all right cool yeah and we will link that up on today's page on our website thealbumdrop.ca right. for anybody who uh, doesn't have a pen handy if you're in the car or anything like that you'll be able to find it right on thanks phil oh thank you mike and uh take it away cool Once again, that's Mike Sherritt 
playing tonight at the Avant Garde. Thank you so much for coming in Cheers. and doing this for us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's awesome of you. Well, you know, next time, you know, give, drop me a line. Next time you're in town, we'll do it again. Absolutely. I plan on doing this every year. It's a beautiful country. <laughs> there you have it, folks. There's a preview of, uh, of, of a show from next year. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, now check this out. And now it's time for the new number one song in the land is... Well, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person. We weren't on any crusade. This was selfish. There should be no such thing as a price tag on music. This week in music history... August 15, 1956, was the date Colonel Tom Parker became special advisor to Elvis Presley, essentially taking over managerial duties. There was somebody else already doing the job, but they kind of realized that Elvis needed a full-time guy by that point. Comparatively, exactly nine years later, that was the night the Beatles became the first rock band to play a stadium concert, doing so at Shea Stadium in Queens, New York. This is what they sounded like. The Beatles! It's amazing how fast fads go by. I mean, obviously, Elvis wasn't really a fad, but nine years is all it took for him to be a truck driver to the biggest thing in the world to the point where the Beatles were the biggest thing in the world and Elvis was yesterday's news. Twelve years and one day after that, Elvis was dead. August 15th was also the day the first Woodstock began back in 1969. That was the good Woodstock. That was the one where, you know, every hippie's parents convinced, you know, them that they were conceived there. Um, It's the one where people didn't get raped and trampled. You know, the good one. It was supposed to be done on Sunday night, too. But they ran so late that by the time Jimi Hendrix got on to close out Sunday night, it was like, sun was already up Monday morning. Happens. August 17th, 2011 was the day where Last Friday Night became Katy Perry's fifth single from the album Teenage Dream to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. The only other artist to do that? Michael Jackson. That's a cut from the album version. Bet you never heard that line before. I hadn't. Um, Also, I recommend buying a decent pair of headphones and listen to any pop song with just one ear. It'll really make you appreciate the kind of work uh, music producers put into pop songs and, more specifically, the power of computers. August 18th, 1992. Courtney Love gave birth to her and her husband, Kurt Cobain's only child, Francis Bean. An interview published by Vanity Fair magazine during her pregnancy claims Love had used heroin after finding out she was pregnant, which began a long legal process before the Cobains were reunited with their daughter. The process inspired Kurt to write this song. Rape me again I'm not the only 
21st, 1991, was the day Pearl Jam released their debut album. The group, before settling on Pearl Jam, had been using the name Mookie Blaylock, a basketball player, as their name. And then when things started to get rolling, you know, they decided that it would probably be better to have a name that was their own and not the name of some guy who was a pro basketball player. And so they changed it. But in a tribute to Mookie, they named their first record after his playing number, which was 10. And this is an absolutely gigantic record. Lots of hits, of course, and just some really, really killer guitar riffs. are so good on that record. Now, ah, what the hell? Let's play a few more. This week in music history. We're going to take a break. It's the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM, but stick around. When we return, an artist nominated for the Players Music Prize, brand new stuff in the Pack AD, and a whole bunch more. You don't want to miss it. You're only moments away from more great music. The album drop will return. And now, the album drop presents... I like the list this year. Journalists from all across the country vote. Are you excited? Of course. You may not uh, have heard of this artist, but people are paying attention. This is a great group of musicians. I don't know how those decisions are made, and I don't aim to make too much sense of it. If I won the Players Prize of $30,000, I'd probably buy $30,000 worth of weed. I can prepare a speech, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad that I didn't, because I'm not going to do this like everybody else does it. A look at one of the nominees for the Polaris Prize. It is with great humility and respect that I introduce Phil Shirakawa. That's a clever opening. And we're halfway through our 10-week look at the nominees for the Polaris Music Prize. Week number six brings us to album number four from Vancouver's Black Mountain, coincidentally enough, titled Four. And it's a fantastic release. No doubt in my mind does this record deserve to be on this list. It's a killer, killer record. I don't think it's going to win, though. I mean, from what I've perceived from the previous Polaris prizes, the award is generally given to people making innovative sounds, and as good as this record is, the re- really the only knock on it is the fact that it wears its influences heavy, and in, the band has never had any qualms about that, and it's kind of their thing. 
But we'll see what happens in five weeks at the gala ceremony. For now, this one's called Constellations. Black Mountain, the album drop, CHU 89.1 FM. From the record for Black Mountain, Constellations is the name of that tune. You hear it here on the album drop. The record nominated for the Polaris Music Prize. And as I was saying a few minutes ago, I really don't think they're going to win it. But 
I'm wrong every year. So that could very well mean they'll win. We'll find out in five weeks. Now I want to talk about album number six from Vancouver's The Pack AD. It's called Positive Thinking. It's their first record since 2014's Do Not Engage. It's their first record on their new home at Cadence Music. This is a band that plays a lot of shows. They're a hard-working band. And they must like hanging out with each other because they're on the road all the time. They've been on the program a couple of times. They're coming back to town in October. Hopefully we can work something out. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you posted. As for right now, I just want to start playing some tunes off of this record because it, if you know this band, then you know what you're going to hear here. And if you don't know this band, then turn your radio up and stick around because you're in for almost 11 minutes of real joy. I start with a tune here called Anyway. Brand new stuff for the Pack AD, and it's on the album drop. The only place you can hear it is right here on CHU 89.1 FM.
Hello, I'm Becky. And I am Maya. We're the Pack AD. You're listening to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Yo. on CHUO 89.1 FM. 
There's the Pack AD. That one's called Los Angeles. We also heard Yes, I Know, and Anyway, all from the new record Positive Thinking, available now through Cadence Music, album number six from the two-piece band out of Vancouver, British Columbia. We're just about out of time for this week, but I have one more thing I want to address. Um, because there are exactly three days left on what looks like inevitably the final tour that the Tragically Hip are going to go through. And I think for some people, um, I'm going to lose a few points here, but I think they're a really awesome band, and I think it's a horrible shame that this is how it has to go down. Canadian bands are supposed to be around until their 70s and 80s, until the point where they can't physically get up on stage anymore because they're too old or... you know, not because the guy who writes all the lyrics gets brain cancer and can't be operated on and is going to die. And they've already been given a stamp, so I think we got to start looking at some currency for old Gordy here. This has been the album drop. I'm Phil Shurikawa. We're back in seven days with a new episode. Till then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Smell you later. I'll be back. For more information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm finished.